You're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Boggy Talk is recorded on Boggy Bayou in Niceville, Florida, and is hosted by Justin Wyatt and James Ross, pastors at Church on Bayshore. We typically want every matter of faith and life to have crystal clear answers, but it isn't always that easy. This podcast digs in to help Christians think with a kingdom mentality about topics that sometimes get muddy and bog us down. So let's dive in. Well, hello and welcome to Boggy Talk. Thank you for joining us for the first of two very special editions talking about the Southern Baptist Convention. Riveting, I know. Uh, you but, know, we just lost 43 people. Right? Oh, they're like, oh, great. I if, thought if, this was If this gonna... were Facebook Live, you know, it would be like... <laughs> We'd get some angry faces, yeah. <laughs> angry emojis, but That's true. Uh, we're so glad you're listening and we're just going to dive Keep in. listening. Keep listening. Please, please, please. please, please we got please, some really please. great stuff to say. It is the middle it is like summertime and when this airs i'm going to be at camp with our high school and middle schoolers it's going to be amazing so please pray if you're listening to this uh please pray for our middle schoolers and high schoolers and for the adults yeah uh because we need Justin some super grumpy i'd sleepy man sleepy grumpy if the coffee's bad, like that's going to be hard so i'm probably going to take it's some gonna insta- be bad. it's going to be bad because yeah, it's yeah, yeah it, where's it just, the camp that's a great question. My son's going there. In Miss- there. Mississippi College, wherever that is. Oh, yeah. okay. I don't know where that is. There's probably a Starbucks nearby if there's a college I, there. Yes, I will keep some vacancies. Oh, it's a Christian college, though, so there might not be they, like a Starbucks. They, it's probably like a knockoff version with yeah. a really cheesy, like, um, it's probably, it's probably like grounds. sun. It's probably like Sunbucks with an S O N community <laughs> cafe. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be Hebrews. bad coffee. That's probably yes, what it is. Yes. That's probably what it is. So, uh, you just got back from the Southern Baptist Convention, and uh, I think uh, we wanted to share. Uh, take this episode and next week to share about the Southern Baptist Convention, what it is, uh, the meeting, what happens, because I think most people don't really know what happens, uh, including many pastors, because not, yeah. not everyone goes. Um, so that's where we're going and we're going to dive in. So first of all, how was it, man? Yeah, I, I, I think we should start with like this week, kind of what it is and, yeah, and that's what, what we're happened. Doing. And then maybe next week. Next we'll, week, we're going to talk about some issues yeah, yeah, going forward yeah, from it. So first, what well, how was it, yeah, yeah, how yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah, it was it was good. I mean, I, I think I, I wasn't going to go this year um, because it's time, and you know, at our church and and uh, my family, I just that's like I don't have a lot of that. I don't have mm-hmm. a lot of money. I even have even less time. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, just with some issues going on this year, and our church is so invested financially and just right. historically that I felt like I needed to represent our church. So myself, uh, Sean Walker, who's actually technically still a member of our church, even though he's planting, we haven't rescinded that membership yeah. yet. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Jeff Waits, who uh, yeah. is a longtime member of our church, mm-hmm. vice chairman of Deacons. We went, and um, yeah, it was good. I I, I think. Uh, yeah, we'll pro- I'll probably start with what it is. Why don't we? Start yeah, there? so why don't you tell? Explain what is the Southern Baptist Convention? Yeah, because don't you think that most people literally have no idea? I think they have no idea. I think they think that the convention is like the denomination. Like, right. it is, but what is it? It's not all that. No, it's, it's not. We are not a denomination. If you, a Southern Baptist are not a denomination, we are autonomous churches who cooperate together. Right. Uh, That's the key word, cooperate y- y- together. Yeah, with uh, like-minded churches, like faith. Um, so we all affirm, you know, the Baptist Faith and Message 2000, which is really like a summary of biblical doctrine, some essentials in biblical doctrine. So 
the Southern Baptist Convention is actually uh, made up of uh, autonomous churches, but most of those churches cooperate with their state convention as well. Right. So like when we send our fund, our, our gifts, our cooperative gifts, we send them to our state. Our state is run incredibly well. And uh, 49% are in our state, and I love this, 49% of the funds stay in our state to help with, um, you know, a, a lot of different things. I don't need right. to get into all that. And then the 51% goes to the Southern Baptist Convention, which is more famous, but a lot of the work is really happening in the, uh, in the, the state, state level, convention. the local level. Yeah. So, so to cooperate together, I mean, we have a pretty large amount of resources that is given uh, in, you know, the, the several hundred million dollars. So the convention is really only exist for two days. And that's these churches sending representatives to vote on uh, things like trustees for the different organizations that we own um, and the different, you know, the IMB, International Mission Board, North American Mission Board, and to handle, you know, recommendations and business that might be related to uh, those entities uh, and they're carrying out the mission that we've assigned them. That's really all it is. It's, it's all these representatives of all these churches getting together to have a say in how things are going. And when you say entities of the convention, what you mean are like there's the seminaries, right? Seminaries. The, the presidents of the seminary, or not the presidents, but the seminaries. We have um, North American Mission Board, uh, the International Mission Board, the ELR, ERLC. ERLC is the right way to say that. Yeah. Um, anyone I'm forgetting? No. So Sin yeah, Relief, the, that's all part of NAM. That's part so. of NAM, yeah. Mm -hmm. So three primary focuses of the mm -hmm. Southern Baptist Convention are sending international missionaries, planting and re strengthening churches in America right. and theological education. And the ERLC is kind of a really an extension of the uh, headquarters, if you will. It's not the headquarters, but it, it kind of branched off from that. And they're really lobbyists, but also education mm -hmm. arm of the SBC. Lifeway, Lifeway yep. is not funded through the cooperative program, but it is owned by the Southern Baptist Convention. So explain uh, the executive committee of the Southern Baptist Convention, because if you're saying that really the messengers representing the people are the ones who have the voice and yeah. you know the autonomous vote. Yeah. What does the executive committee do? Yeah. So the executive committee is a representative representative of the churches. You know, they're they're people who are there's a nominating committee every year, committee yeah. on nominations. They nominate people for different roles uh, in, in working alongside whoever the president is. And the executive committee really work with the uh, full-time employees of the Southern Baptist Convention uh, to kind of be the handle the business in between the convention. So basically the 363 or four, depending on the year, right. uh, days that exist outside of those convention, they represent with the authority and there are parameters on that authority of the convention. And sometimes why it gets maybe heated mm -hmm. at the Southern Baptist Convention is a disagreement or uh, confusion about why the executive committee has acted in the way they have over that year. Which will, that did happen I'm this year. I'm losing some and, of you. Yes, right. So we're going to get to some of that, the, yeah. the controversies. That's yeah, what everybody yeah. wants to yeah, know. That's right. We're going to get to that in a second. But first, we do want to just say, why are we as a church part of the SBC? 
Well, why are you a part of an SBC church? I am part of an SBC because of tradition. No, just kidding. That is not the reason. Uh, I did grow up in an SBC church. Everybody who knows you knows that's not the reason. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I do believe, uh, you know, the Southern Baptist Convention as a whole uh, does uh, first and foremost look to scriptures as inerrant, as the authority. And personally, uh, that is the number one reason. I do also love the cooperation for missional engagement, uh, church planning and a mission and missions in our in our community, in our area, in our country and globally. I believe um, that the uh, it, the way the International Mission Board, the North American Mission Board and they are set up uh, is an incredibly um, is a great way. Mm-hmm. to send people, uh, to support people and reach people. And I, I love that. Those are, I would say, if you had to say top two reasons, that'd be it. Yeah. I mean, so it's, it's hard to say like why we're SBC, cause I'm speaking on behalf of all of, you know, our members and there's variations on this. I would say that this isn't true of everyone in our church, but most of the people in our church are here because they do believe in in the doctrine of the Baptist faith and message and the general practice of our church. I mean, I, I, I love my Methodist friends and my charismatic friends, and mm-hmm. um, but I think they're wrong about a lot of significant Bible stuff. And so I'm not a member of their church. So the alternative for me is really probably be a Baptist or be non-denominational or Bible church. And there might, there's some more. It's like most non-denominational churches are Baptist yeah, yeah. <laughs> in their yeah. belief and Function, yeah. Right. But I, I think so so it is a headache sometimes to cooperate with forty five thousand other churches. Right. I mean it's it's a headache sometimes to cooperate within a church. So then at I thought you were gonna say to cooperate with, with me. You, well, you know. Yeah, I we mean, all have our moments. I'm gone for a few days and you get salty, but uh <laughs> actually usually you're less salty when I'm gone for a few days. But no, I I think I'm still convinced that cooperation on some standpoint. Uh, is good for your soul because it shows a kingdom effort. And in terms of Southern Baptist Convention, I still think what the good we do is worth the the negatives that are associated with it. That's really what I would say to simplify that. Absolutely. So let's talk about this uh, this year's convention and what happened. First of all, there was a presidential election for the Southern Baptist Convention. And what this is, this happens every two years, or happens every year, excuse me. Typically, uh, the president who was elected runs again unopposed the Correct. next year. Yes. Uh, and so uh, this past year, J.D. Greer, pastor of Summit Church in North Carolina, was was president actually for three years because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything was kept in place for an extra year because there wasn't a physical meeting last year. So uh, there was an election this year and going into the Southern Baptist convention, uh, the meeting, it was fairly contentious uh, on social media and there were things going on. So uh, explain uh, the atmosphere there as uh, the presidential election took place. Yeah. And and I'd be curious to hear some of your take on it from social media, because I think that it's different. Um, But yeah, there is... um, Every time there's a presidential election, there's more than one person nominated almost every single time. And there's various reasons. There were four candidates this year, uh, Randy Adams, Ed Litton, Al Mohler, and Mike Stone. And different people are passionate about those for different reasons. Um, and ultimately, uh, what happened is uh, the, the the two highest vote getters, because they didn't get 50% of the vote, uh, you have to have 50% of the vote to win, ended up having a runoff and, mm-hmm. and Ed Litton uh, won. Um, so I guess probably, you know, you want to know like 
what's going on with those guys. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there's a group called the Conservative Baptist Network. Um, cards on the table. I don't agree with their methodology and their approach uh, to a lot of things. I don't necessarily agree with any of their theological beliefs or anything. I mean, disagree, sorry, with any of their theological beliefs. <laughs> I was about to say, wait. <laughs> but the, the, they're definitely passionate about this fear that the SBC is going liberal. Liberal, liberal drift. Uh -huh. And um, their definition of liberal, I would say, is not very liberal at all. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's very... They're very conservative about their definition. So their definition of liberal, of liberal is not what most. It's not very. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, so Ed, Ed, Ed Litton was called a moderate by New York Times because of a lot of the rhetoric of uh, the Baptist, the conservative Baptist network. And I think that he could only be called a moderate in any political theological circle that like ours. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like he is not. A moderate. I think ultimately, like he let his wife teach with him, um, in a in a in a sermon mm -hmm. series, probably on marriage or something. It was yes. And I've actually done that before. And like to call that like moderate. They were liberal, they were attacking him. Yeah, it's pretty strong. Pretty I'm not saying I'm not saying, saying he's right, but I'm yeah, saying to say that, that he was in violation of scripture. That was yeah, some of the attacks yeah. against him. Yeah. yeah. Just so that's that. So. Uh, when the vote came between the two, it was like 52% to 48%. So what that shows is at least on what the rhetoric and approach should be. We're kind of divided, right. you know, but, but I don't think anybody, hardly anyone, even the group, they, the group that's passionate about him. We're like, mm -hmm. Hey, we'll be back next year yeah. trying to do this again. Like they're saying, we're not out. We're not, we're not right. pulling out, you know? So I think that's, very indicative of how united we are on the ultimate three things of theological education, church planning in America, and admissions. I think, too, that it also shows that it's a lot easier to say things about people online than face-to-face. -face because, you know, even watching, I watched some of the convention online as uh, I was trying to work and listen. And granted, didn't get to see all of it or watch all of it. But what I did see is um, there, it was, it was people speaking respectfully to and of each other, uh, which was not the case online no, uh, and on no. social, especially on Twitter. And, and I think there's, there are camps, there mm -hmm. are divisions and there are agendas. We, this is a convention, not a nomination, a convention made up of men and women who are all uh, sinful, uh, who redeem, redeemed by Jesus, but it's like, we all bring our issues to the And there's 16 million of us. Yeah. And so, yeah. <laughs> Largest I mean, Protestant body yes. in the world. So it's, yeah. And so that's, you're bound to have some issues. Yeah. And I think uh, for me, you know, watching, it's just, everybody wants to put people, put labels on people and, you know, uh, and part of, you know, I, it just is, it's so frustrating to me person personally, because that's not my personality at all. I'm, I'm kind of a comfortable, like living in with a little bit of amb ambiguity and in the, Hey, we understand that this is a complicated issue. And there's some people who just push like we got to have clarity. And we're going to draw the line so far back that if you disagree at all, you get labeled a liberal. And it, as you said earlier, just for clarity, when, when they're calling Ed Litton a liberal, that is not like liberal in the sense of, um, what we would say liberal politically, uh, but it is their interpretation of, yeah. of liberal interpretation of, and then it's, I, you Oops, know, I, even in some of those things, it's, it's just not, I don't think it's fair to say liberal and yeah. I well, think, and we'll get into that next yeah, week. Yeah. Watching yeah, we'll some of that, that online yeah. though, it was, it was very different. And I think, you know, even watching, you could, 
you could sense, uh, you know, f- even removed from the room, removed from the atmosphere and the environment, you can sense that there was, even, even when there was debate and contentiousness, there was a spirit of unity mm-hmm. and uh, a purpose. And I think, um, you know, if anybody who's been a part of a Baptist church who sat through a business meetings, it's basically kind of like a business meeting with 15,000 people. Um, and from all over the country. Yes. And so yeah. everyone has different ideas and, you know, but, Ultimately, if your church is a healthy church, you can disagree, you can air that out, but you're walking away in unity, even even if you don't still agree on a decision. You're walking mm-hmm. in unity because the purpose is greater, the kingdom of God is greater. Mm-hmm. And I, not being there, sensed that that was the case. Yeah, I think so. You were I, there. Agree? Yeah. Disagree? Yeah, no, I think so. I think the drama was overplayed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's sensationalized, you know, yeah. by every media outlet and people who like, yeah. and some people, uh, let's just be honest, some leaders feed off of that. <laughs> they, yeah. Like, the, you know? <laughs> the thing I kept thinking about is like a lot of these pastors like complain about how some of their members can be so nitpicky of them and like critical of them and distrusting. <laughs> I'm like, well, they're following their leader then. So. Yep. Anyway, yeah. True. Yeah, so I, I, I would say, so that wasn't the only thing on the table. You know, the executive committee always does a report and has their recommendations, and I'll just kind of put this all together. Yes. And then also the resolutions committee has resolutions, and those are two different things. Recommendations are binding things for the entity that they affect or the executive committee mm-hmm. or how the Southern Baptist Convention itself is going to operate, you know, in the interim, the the administration. Um, and then resolutions are really not binding. They're just like statements saying this convention, this body of messengers affirms, this. affirms whatever this might be. And I mean, the big issues were uh, there's concern about um, how sexual abuse has been handled, uh, that by the executive committee, uh, by the staff of the convention, um, even directly right now. Um, and so there's going to be an investigation uh, into it. Uh, a third a third party is going to investigate with a task force that's set up of, mm-hmm. of representatives. And uh, so, uh, you know, I don't know what I think about that. I mean, I, I have, you know, my inclinations, but those are not fruitful for this discussion. But mm-hmm. I think that, you know, enough people are questioning that, there should be an investigation. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, you know, there was an affirmation of uh, a, a statement made basically, you know, that we reject system systemic racism, but we don't, uh, you know, and any theory, but any theory, we reject any theory also that teaches, uh, you know, counter to the gospel. And, and a lot of people wanted them to say critical race theory in particular. I'm not joking when I would say a third of the questions asked were about critical race I'm theory. I'm sure. I, even listening, I was like, Another one. There's another yeah, one. I actually at one point said, can I make a motion that no one is allowed to talk about that anymore? Because right. it was the same thing mm-hmm. over and over again. And it's too nuanced to hash out in that quick, you know, Right. And that's not that that's not the forum to hash that out. And and then you have people who think they know what it is, who it's not what they think it is. And the people who do know what it is and they, and people who know what it, what it is would say, we can't hash this out yeah. right now. Yeah. And, and what R- Willie Rice talked about, I mean, several people talk about this, what most Southern Baptist pastors and, and, and I believe Southern Baptists believe, let me rephrase that. Most of the people who are talking believe that critical race theory is flawed, right? It cannot be followed. It should not be adhered to. There are major issues with it. However, However, our rhetoric about it as a denomination largely made up, or at least appearing to largely be made up of white people 
who have a history of racism, not me, but like our mm -hmm. denomination was founded partly because of racism, slavery, um, need to be clear that they do see systemic racism as, as something that exists, has existed since the beginning of time. Right. And so in our rhetoric, we have to be careful mm -hmm. with what we're saying. This is part of why I wasn't in favor of Mike Stone, you know, being the president. I have nothing, I don't know him personally, anything like that. Right. It's just he, whoever the president of the SBC is, is the spokesman for the SBC. Right. And New York Times was there. CNN right. is there. I mean, mm -hmm. they're this listening. This is a big deal. Yes. yes. Uh -huh. We are a huge group of influential people cooperating together who have a huge influence on what happens in our country. I mean, it's just it's reality. Just yeah. And so I'm very concerned with how we're communicating to the world. Right. And you believe that Ed Linton was the best person for that. I do. I like Al Mohler, yeah. but I just think because he's an SBC entity head yeah. and uh, he's president of Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, that's mm -hmm. conflict of interest right. that mm -hmm. would take him away from his duties. And, you know, he's pretty openly uh, Calvinistic. And um, while I think there's a big room for Calvinist and non-Calvinist in our church and in any church, uh, as long as we don't become obsessed about right. those things, uh, I do think it could be more polarizing if he was a president. So I thought, Ed Litton was the best choice. Mm -hmm. Randy Adams, uh, his approach is just not good. He might be right that there's corruption in NAM. I mean, I don't necessarily reason, think that, but he could be right. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not that involved, but his approach was pretty poor. So yeah, I know nothing votes. about him. So yeah, yeah. no comment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, we talked about recommendations and resolutions. Any other, anything else to speak on those before we move on to celebrations? Nah. So walking. <laughs> you know, I mean, if this watch. were the convention, yes, yes we would talk about yes, it for a lot more. So I, I do. I think this is important because it's not just business. It's not just resolutions. There are reports given about what God is doing uh, in and through uh, Southern Baptists and their entities. So as a pastor who attended, you come back. If you were to say, hey, church, here's five things or 10 things. Here's things to, you celebrate. Could, to celebrate walking away from the Southern Baptist Convention. What would you say? Uh, number one is that we continue to uh, send missionaries overseas. Um, and even in COVID, you know, during, during a very difficult time and that God is calling those people out right. of their churches. One guy said he was going to work for NASA, gave up his dream job. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just so awesome. Yeah. Like, and really like being a minister in America has its struggles, but like they're giving up so much for the gospel and we get to do that together. We have right. about 4,000 missionaries overseas. Uh, and so uh, that would be number one. Uh, number two is just the increasing diversity. Yeah. I mean, which is reflective of our country, you know, right. uh, in spite of our history, you know, as SPC, right. like mm -hmm. it is being reclaimed and a lot of that's coming through church planting and mm -hmm. in the city. So, so I would say those things, number three is the unity. I mean, that around those things, I mean, are, are certainly uh, a big deal. Um, number four, I think is just the, the model of leadership by uh, JD Greer, by um James Merritt, just there's a lot of guys who have had this platform uh, in the SPC and beyond. And they've just lead, led well. Mm -hmm. um, and then, uh, I don't know, you you do number five. I would <laughs> just say, <laughs> from what I saw, oh, yeah. uh, I think there is um, 
I'm encouraged because, you know, we're, we're pro there's people older than us in ministry, pastors older than us, there's pastors younger than us. And I personally am encouraged to see pastors younger than us care deeply uh, and passionately about the gospel, about um, doctrine, but they're not, but not elevating that above, not this sounds weird, but not elevating the doctrine above the mission and saying that everyone has to agree with exactly my interpretation of everything and we can't cooperate. And I sense that just listening to some of the messengers. Not elevating secondary doctrine. Right, issues, that's what right? I mean. Yeah, yes, yeah, not yeah. orthodoxy doctrine. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. exactly. But I, I think that's exciting because um, you're just, you're constantly looking behind you saying like, how am I leading and how is, how is this impacting people behind me? And I do sense that there are many, there's a, there's a lot of, good leadership going on and people are asking good questions, wrestling with good issues and wanting to do the best they can um, to lead well. And I think that's exciting. I, th I think, you know, you hit on missions. I think that's, you know, that's the biggest deal to me, mm -hmm. you know, and I think if we lose sight of that and I think we're, we're focusing more and more on that. Um, yeah. That's I was, a good thing. So it was interesting because as I, the same day, like right within, I, I think I was sitting in the IMB sending celebration and these 64 people are going out overseas. And right before that, you had put, or whoever had posted the picture of our kids that went out to center kid and I'm going to get emotional. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what if one of these kids yeah. are going to be here one day, right. you know, because mm -hmm. the investment we're making a local church right. and then together we cooperate and give them these opportunities. And I was just like, I mean, what a, what a, what a, Annoying, frustrating, <laughs> belaboring, right. exhausting work we are doing in the local church and as local churches working together, but how worth it it is. It is, absolutely. That was, uh, you know, just watching that and watching. I think a younger me was like, I want a big platform. And watching what I got to see of the convention, I was just like, I'm just so thankful to be plugged in. I know. Serving in the local church, like not worrying about a big platform, not worrying about followers of me, but like, hey, what do we do to press our church uh, to love Jesus well, to love this community well, to love the nations well, to pursue making him known? And that's, that's what it's about, mm -hmm. you know? And that's hopefully the heart of, everyone in our church, not just uh, leaders, leadership, but that's where we want to go as a church is saying, like you said, it's worth it. And, and give yeah. your life to that. <laughs> yeah. If you're not, yes. give your life to that. Let's work together yeah. to give your life to that. And you're going to make me mad and I'm going to make you <laughs> mad, but Jesus is so good. Yeah. Absolutely. You don't, you don't yes and amen. He is not a mad. part of life. He is life. He's worth it. He's worth it all. Uh, so, well, that wraps up kind of just a nutshell of some of what happened. So next week, uh, we are going to talk about some of the challenges coming Ooh. out of the convention and some of the challenges moving forward facing the Southern Baptist Convention. You'll be sure that's like the juicy stuff that everybody's yeah. like, yeah, well, tell me the difficult yeah, stuff. Yeah. Well, we will. Uh, but if you have any questions, uh, if you want to know more about the convention, uh, you can... Uh, Send us a message, email James. Uh, he'll be happy to just explain more. He loves talking about this all day long. <laughs> no, but really, uh, but he loves the church. You love the church. I so do. because of that. Uh, and you, if it helps you be more engaged, I'm, I'm all in. Absolutely. So thanks so much for joining us. Be sure and tune in next week as we talk about the issues facing the SBC moving forward. And don't forget uh, to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss what's coming next. Thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. 
We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat.